You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This episode was recorded earlier in the COVID pandemic, and certain details may not reflect current circumstances. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Elisa Gardner, host of Develop Your Character, brought to you by Camp Broadway. We bring you candid conversations with theater educators, industry experts and insiders, and savvy parents, all geared toward helping culture-loving kids and aspiring artists become great performers on and off stage at every stage of their lives. Today we have a special treat in the form of a guest who needs absolutely no introduction, but I'll give him a short one. Casey Nicola is a Tony Award-winning, multiply honored director and choreographer who has been called the king of musical comedy, and with credits like Mean Girls, The Prom, The Book of Mormon, Disney's Aladdin, Something Rotten, and The Drowsy Chaperone, just to name a few, certainly no contemporary artist is more worthy of that title. Casey, we're delighted to have you join us virtually. <laughs> you're, Thank you. You're Glad safe and well. You. You're safe and well, I hope? Oh, yes, absolutely. Good. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Um, well, you started as a performer. You were in Broadway productions of Crazy for You and Victor Victoria, Susical, Thoroughly Modern Millie, other musicals. Was that how you mostly imagined yourself as a kid, as a performer? Or did you always know? Or at what point did you know that you also wanted to choreograph and direct? Well, you know, I was always, a, as a kid, I wanted to be a performer. You know, I wanted to be like some ham out there, you know, just getting attention and stuff. But I was also incredibly bossy, so it sort of made sense <laughs> when I started doing this. Every Everyone was like, of course you ended up doing that. But, you know, when I was a non-equity before I, I became union, uh, you know, I was choreographing shows around, and then I decided to focus on being on Broadway, which is what my dream was. Um and then, you know, I did, uh, eight of the shows I did were original. And so I, I really watched how everything was put together. And so that's what made me go like, oh, you know, I would maybe do that this way or that way. Uh, and I just started observing the things I loved and the things I didn't like so much and, and sort of figured out that that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, musical theater has been a big part of your life always, I would imagine, or probably as long as Absolutely. you can remember. Would you say it was also part of your education and enriching you beyond just thinking about it as a career? Oh, definitely. You know, I didn't really fit in in, in high school that much. And, you know, we, we moved a couple of times while I was in high school, so I didn't really feel like I had a home or a family there. And then uh, when a friend of mine said, oh, I'm, I'm, I, I'm 
working, I've been doing a show at this place called uh, San Diego Junior Theater. And so I said, great. And she said, you want to do the summer show? You know, you should audition because they always need guys. And uh, so I was, at 13 years old, I was a dancing Indian in Any Get Your Gun and <laughs> had the time of my life. And I, I couldn't look back, you know, and, and we, we had classes on Saturdays and we had rehearsals after school and we had to learn other things. And it was really terrific. And they did five shows a year all done by kids between 8 and 18, and it was really awesome and great training. Yeah, yeah, I'll bet. And so many of the shows that you work on now are so beloved by kids and teens who I think are being increasingly acknowledged as a key part of musical theater audiences and professional productions. And um, they have youthful companies, a lot of your shows as well, and your work has that kind of exuberant energy we associate with youth, though it's also sophisticated in ways that today's kids and teens, I think, also appreciate being a mom to one myself. Um, <laughs> when, when you audition very young performers, what qualities are you looking for? Well, you know, it's, it's mostly about, I mean, it's mostly about energy, you know, and, and someone who just feels in their skin. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard with someone at a younger age because you don't know if, if, uh, you know, especially if you're going to give them a role, you don't know if they're going to implode <laughs> or if they're, or if they're equipped to do it. But, you know, it's, uh, it's really exciting to me. I mean, both Prom and Mean Girls had 13 Broadway debuts in them. Uh, and it was, that was really uh, an exciting thing to, to see that kind of energy and give people that experience and that first break on Broadway. Um, I think I just look for, uh, I just look for talent. You know, and energy and enthusiasm and sort of a, an optimism based on the show that the shows that I'm working on. Yeah. Uh, how would a young performer get to see you in the first place? I imagine it has a lot to do with the project, you know, whether they're seeing non-equity actors. But what steps can put you on the path to something that you'd be involved in? Oh, well, I think you just start auditioning for the show when, when, uh, you know, when the breakdown goes out, just go in for it. You know, I've cast many, many people from open calls, especially younger, because it's, uh, it's harder to find. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, that I say, I say, just get as much experience as you can audition for everything you can meet as many people as you can. And you never know who or what, you know, you could, you could get a crummy job that you didn't like very much. And then who knows what that someone else involved in that uh, ends up crossing your path and gives you a job later that ends up being really good for you. You just never know how many, how many people are going to deliver for you later in life. <laughs> what do you think the environment is like right now for young performers? Has it grown even more competitive as, you know, more of them are seeing shows and also getting into, you know, getting access through social media? Um, I think it is getting. I think it is getting uh, more competitive. There are a lot of people. Uh, I, I. My advice is always just work really hard. <laughs> just work really hard. You know, get, become a well-rounded performer, not just a dancer, not just a singer, not just an actor. If, if you want to be a musical comedy, you kind of have to do all of it because, um, you know, there aren't. There's like if there's six guys and six girls in the ensemble, you've got to sing, you've got to dance, and you have to cover the principles. So right. it's a lot to ask of someone, but it's it's a little tricky. You know, if we start something with a dance call, I see so many great dancers, and then they get up and sing, and the musical director looks at me and is like, "Not a chance." <laughs> <laughs> and I go, "Damn," you know, because I really, I just, uh, you, you know, I, I love that talent, but you get so disappointed when someone. 
can't do the other. So I just say, be as, you know, spend the time being as well-rounded as you possibly can. Yeah. Would you recommend university training or conservatory training, on the other hand, one versus the other? Or... Well, you know, I'm a, I'm a tough person to ask because I dropped out of college after a year to just move to New York and pursue my dream. Um, uh-huh. But, you know, I think that uh, I think there's a different route for everybody is what I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, you you know, if you had training like in junior theater where I did, I didn't feel like I wanted to go do anything else except be in New York. You know, I, I got so much good training as a young at a young age uh, that I really was, knew what I wanted to do uh, and was very very clear about it. Well, it it worked for you certainly. Uh, do you <laughs> do you have strategies for helping young performers deal with stress or lack of confidence? Well, I think that the most important thing to remember, I mean, you know, I think you gain confidence older in life. So I think it's really tough at the beginning to, you know, everything feels like a big hardship. But I would say that the best advice is just be as easy on yourself as possible. And it's not an easy thing to do, but it's never about you and what you did wrong when you go into an audition. It just has to do with who the person is and what they're looking for. And, you know, someone who I might cast in a heartbeat, someone else might not cast at all because it's just not their sensibility or it's not right for the show. And there's many times we see really talented people come in the door and they're just not right for it. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they probably leave the room going, oh, my God, they hated me, which is not the case. (laughs) Yeah. Would would you define a a certain sensibility you have? I mean, I guess it's different with every show, but there is a, a sense of joy I get from your shows. Yeah, that's, that's what it is for me, particularly. I, I like people that are that are in their skin, that aren't trying to be something that they're not, because I think that's when something feels truthful to me. And, you know, the thing I love about musical theater and, and the actual art of it is that that it has to come from truth, and then it's heightened. It's not, you know, I think people have a misconception about it that it's just all like, I'm being big and brassy, but it's not that. You know, you still have to have the, the right intention as the character and come from a grounded place. Uh, you just have to be heightened because, uh, you know, just by the, the mere fact that you're going to have to sing, you have to be able to, you know, not go from like being, uh, you know, talking down here and then suddenly singing. You <laughs> exactly. Know? Yeah, heightened heightened reality as opposed Absolutely. to yeah. Um, in doing interviews, I've I've heard performers and creatives of different ages talk about how great you are to work with, how uh, encouraging and generous you are with others. I, I'm wondering what's a lesson or insight you've gained um, from either somebody who's taught you or an actor or dancer you've worked with that comes to mind. Well, you know, I, I mean, I loved working on Crazy Food is my first Broadway show, and I loved working with Mike Ockren and Susan Stroman, both of them. Oh, sure. They, yeah. uh, you know, they were fantastic. And I learned, I, I learned Mike was so respectful of the ensemble, which, you know, the directors aren't always, the choreographers are, <laughs> uh-huh. know, because, you know, they're doing their work. But, but he, you know, I, I'll never forget, he took us all, our first day of rehearsal, he took us each for half an hour in the room with him. And just talked to us and just thought, you know, hey, what do you think you do in this town? Like, what is your personality? And we had to write little bios and what would you have in your pockets? And, you know, it made you feel really important as an ensemble member. But it also was that kind of specificity that even if the audience doesn't know what it is, you certainly can feel it when people are on stage. Yeah, yeah. And Susan Stroman has certainly continued to have that sense of joy in her work as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, she's fantastic. 
Yeah, I don't know her well enough to call her Stro. I'm sure you do. <laughs> but, yeah, but I still don't for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's something people say to show off. I don't know. But um, I, I've asked you about advice you give to kids and teens. Um, any you give to parents for for kids who are looking to get into theater business? Um, I I think you know I, the thing that I encourage about being well rounded. I think that's something that they can help with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that's that's what I would just say, you know, because I think that I think it's going to be it's tougher if you don't do everything, right? You right. know, and then I think if if you're not good at something, if you're not a good dancer, then you know, own it, and you know, be all right with it, and just know that the, what your strengths are. Um, but you know, I just think it all comes from experience and just going out there and, and doing it, and knowing that rejection is a part of it when you sign up for it. Uh, and figuring out that it really is not personal. <laughs> right. And having fun, I would think. Yeah. Trying yeah, oh, to. I mean, that's, that's what I think. Have as much fun as you possibly can. <laughs> it shouldn't be It shouldn't be heavy drama, musical comedy. Right, right. And I would imagine uh, arts enrichment um, as somebody who, uh, I, I should say arts education as a form of enrichment is something you learn that you're a proponent of that in education as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's something we uh, we need in all our schools right now. Well, since the title and mission of this podcast is Develop Your Character, um, as a final question, I'd like to ask what character means to you. Oh, wow. I mean, I think that it's really what the role asks for. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just, I mean, the, the thing I always say, it's funny, I, I said this the other day in an interview, too, that, you know, one of the things that was the best advice, and I think it's something I believed in, but to hear it said so succinctly, is when I was working on Spamalot, Mike Nichols would say to people, wonderful, when they did something for me. It was wonderful. Now do it as yourself. Yeah. And I thought that was the best advice just in, in one sentence because the thing is, if you're trying so hard to be something that you're not, then it's not going to be organic and it's not going to be authentic. Use what you have uh, and then approach the character that way and think about the ways that you are that character. And, you know, if you've got a good director, they will cast you well. And, uh, you know, and then you just have to honor the text and honor the intentions. Yeah, yeah. And it sounds like, I mean, that could apply to character in life as well. You know, this notion of truth that you have, Uh, I think. Absolutely. You know, if you just be who you are when you walk in the door, because that's what I think people people respond to. I respond to someone who's in their skin and who's, who sort of is confident and knows who they are. And of course people are nervous as hell, but there's a still way to, there's still a way to do that. Yeah. You know, if you're, if you're like, I'm going to be really funny, you're just not going to be funny. <laughs> I've heard other people say that too, that you got to treat every line like it's serious. Like the, the character Absolutely really means it. it. The character, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. The character is, I'm gonna, isn't saying I'm going to say this in a funny way. Uh, you know, that's, that's what I think. It was, it was funny too, uh, you know, years ago, you know, because I have no hair because I was always a little heavier than the other guys in the ensemble. Um, you know, I would always be going in for sort of character roles and I'd try to be a character. And, you know, at one point my partner at the time, he said, cause I was reading it with him and he said, wait, why are you trying to act like a character? You are a character. That <laughs> <laughs> was so good. Just be who you are. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, okay, I get it. I get it now. You don't have to try to be able to put on a funny voice. You see people putting on voices that aren't connected to what they're actually doing or who they actually are, and it just feels fake. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Good advice. Truth and joy. Good things uh, yep, to carry with us. Absolutely. I, I love the way you think too. Oh, <laughs> well, thank absolutely. you. Well, thank you again so much for joining us. Um, anything My you pleasure. want to mention that you're working on right now? Well, getting ready to, uh, when we get through all of this, uh, we're getting ready to do a, a new version of Some Like It Hot. Oh, uh, I'd so read about that. about that. Yeah. It's fabulous. Really well, we'll, we'll all look out for that. Definitely. Um, so hopefully yes, we can talk again then. Thank you. Absolutely. I would love it. Always nice to talk to you. Thanks so much. And thanks to all of you who've tuned into this episode of Develop Your Character. We are always looking for listeners' input. So if you have a question or observation about Casey, something we've discussed with Casey, or anything theater or character related, you can reach us on social media or visit our website. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, you can leave a review on iTunes or share with your friends on social media. For more information on Camp Broadway, Broadway's original destination for theater-loving kids, check out our site at campbroadway.com. Have you ever wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists. What they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There's enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.